before you, God. We tear it down right now in the name of Jesus. God, we take authority, God, over every attack and over every assignment that the enemy is sending out against our minds right now in Jesus' name. God, I apply the blood of Jesus to every given situation in this place on today. I apply the blood of Jesus to our soul, to our mind, our will, and our emotions on today. In the name of Jesus, every hindering spirit that's in this place to hinder, to harass this service on today, I bind you right now. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you, Father God, that no evil shall befall us today, neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling, for you have given your angels charge over us today to keep us and guard us in all of our ways on today. God, as I'm opening my mouth and speaking unto your people, God, I thank you, God, that the word become fire, God, and devour everything going on around us. It becomes a hammer and breaks the rocks into pieces. It becomes a two-edged sword. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. We praise you right now in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We have been teaching on spiritual warfare. And you can go ahead and be seated because we did this scripture last week, but we're going to go over it again. We've been teaching on spiritual warfare. God is saying that we are in a spiritual battle. And in order for us to um, go into this battle, we cannot go into this battle fighting against one another. It's a lot of people in this room, maybe the majority of people in this room have gone through something or is going through something right now. The problem with us saints... With us Christians, we think that we're the only one going through. We think that we make it about us, and that's what the enemy want us to do. He want us to make it about us. And when you make it about yourself, you're not seeing who you are now that you're in Christ. And the enemy don't want you to see that because in order to go into this battle, you have to know who you are because you're not fighting with physical weapons. And this is what the body of Christ have. The prop, well, there you go. So we have to know that we're not fighting with physical weapons. And when we begin to fight with physical weapons, the enemy knows that advantage of us. A handheld. And the handheld low. It's all right. We give God glory. Amen. So we have to know that we're not fighting against who? One another. This is not a physical battle. I have been hearing over the past few months people going through one situation to another situation. But when you're taught in the body of Christ... You don't have to go through it as long as you're going through it. Now, I'm not going to say you're not going to go through it because we're going to go through things while we're here on this earth. The only way you don't go through it is when you leave this earth. And the thing is, if you leave this earth, 
not knowing Jesus, you still going to go through it. (laughs) So this is where we are, y'all, the body of Christ. We're forgetting who we are and we're forgetting our commission. Some of us get so happy with living the way that we live, we think it's okay living. But God has given us a life through Jesus Christ, which is an abundant life that he want us to live through him. We don't live this life here on earth through us. Because when we do, when we do, we're missing out on what God has already provided for us. He has provided so much for us, y'all, in order for us to live here on this earth. And if we don't use what he has given us, we're missing out on what we have. And some Christians are really missing out because they're still begging and pleading with God, even doing attacks. They're begging God to help them. And God has already given us everything we need to get done what need to get done. So this is why we're teaching on spiritual warfare, because this is a battle, but it's a mind battle. The battlefield is in your mind. And if you don't pull down these strongholds that the enemy has set up in your mind due to your way of thinking, you're going to continually go through these same attacks year after year after year. People come to church, you know, sometime to fall out, sometime to get a word from the Lord. And what I mean is people want people to prophesy to them. We got lazy Christians, y'all, in the body of Christ. They want to go when a prophet come in town and want that prophet to tell them something spectacular in their life. Tell me what I'm going to get from God. You should already know what you have. So when you go, you're saying, God, just speak the word to me because I already know what already belonged to me. We're following people because they have a title. We're following people because of what somebody else said about that person. But when you know what the word of God says, even though you follow that person, if they're out of their lane with what the word of God is saying, you don't need to follow that person. See, this is why the body of Christ is so divided because you got people church hopping everywhere because they, they're getting lazy and they want somebody to feed them when they should be feeding themselves through the word of God. God give you the fivefold in the body of Christ to teach you. And when they teach you and you go out, you're making disciples of all men. So you're called to make disciples. And the problem with the body of Christ is we want to take this word, but we don't want to do nothing with it. And some of us take this word, but guess what? We're not using it the way it need to be used. Amen. So we're going to go back into the scripture. It says in Ephesians chapter six, and I'm going to read out the expanded Bible. And I'm going to start at verse 10 this time. It says, finally, Be strong in the Lord and in his great, strong, mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can fight against the devil's evil tricks, schemes. For our fight, our conflict, our struggles, not against people on earth, flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities, the powers of this world's darkness, against the spiritual powers of evil and heavenly in the heavenly world and realm. So he's saying the first thing that Paul is saying, if you go back through the book of Ephesians, Paul is really letting them know what they have in Christ. See, Paul is preparing them for this spiritual battle. You have to be prepared to go into warfare. 
You cannot just pick up a book and start using those tactics in that book, telling you how the war, because the majority of those books don't really let you know who you are. They just tell you what to look for when you're going into battle. But you can look for these things, but you got to know that these things have already been defeated through Jesus Christ. And if you don't know what's already been defeated, you're still trying to defeat something that Jesus have already defeated. Our job is to stand. Our job is to stand on what the word of God is saying to us. And if we know what the word of God is saying to us, we won't get wore out in this battle. We don't fight with flesh and blood, y'all. So he said the first thing is we got to be strong in the Lord. It say in the Lord. So your ability, your might, your power is in him. It said in him. It didn't say in you. Some of us are trying to do this ourselves, meaning that when the enemy come at us, we're trying to come up with ways to defeat the enemy. But Paul particularly says here, you got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That means that the day that you got born again, you were born from above. That means that you were born spiritually. Now, you had a physical birth, but God said, now you are a spiritual being. You are born from above. So all your teaching, all of your learning has to be brought from above. You have to be taught kingdom way of living, not the natural. Even though we're in the natural and we live naturally, God say when things pop up in your life spiritually, you got to know how to fight those things spiritually. This is why Paul said, I have fought the good fight of faith. So Paul knew who he was. Paul knew what he had. And if you don't know who you are and what you have, you will not be able to fight in this warfare. So the first thing that you got to understand, you are born from above. That means that you got to see things spiritually and not naturally because that's who you are. You are a spiritual person. But what's happening in the body of Christ when someone make you mad or someone say something that you don't feel that's right, the first thing that we do, we gossip about that person. We began to spread rumors about that person of what they did and how they did it and how wrong they were. But if we know what's behind what that person, see, I'm talking about warfare. See, we in the body of Christ don't look at them physically based on what they said in the natural. We have to look at it spiritually and say, God, what is this principality? What is this wickedness? What is this darkness that's coming in upon me through this person? Yes, the enemy did use the person because he need a body. Just like God needed our body to inhabit to get the job done here on earth. Because God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. So this is why God took on a body, got off his throne. He had to use the virgin Mary. He didn't use nothing from her except the body. I want y'all to understand that. He said, I need a body that could carry my seed, my word that ain't contaminated. I don't need nothing from Joseph. I don't need nothing from Mary. I just need her body because the power of the Holy Ghost is going to come upon that body and in her womb, she's going to conceive Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. He couldn't take nothing from the human except the body. 
So Mary was actually giving him permission to use her body. So God need to have your permission. When you say I do to Jesus, that's when he come in to your body to get your body in the place it need to be to carry his word. God ain't going to allow his word to be carried by in and everybody. So we see here that we as individuals are not fighting against one another. We spend the majority of our time, y'all come on. When somebody make you mad, that's the biggest topic we have in our house. What they did, how they did it, and we rehearse it over and over again. Instead of backing up and say, God, what is this spirit that's using this person to come against you? Because they're coming against him because he's in you. Anytime you use the word of God, don't you know the enemies say, I want to sit on the throne of God. I want to sin above God. He said, I want to be above God. He need a human being to be in the midst of them to carry out his plan and his purpose. Because guess what? He said, even though you took away my rights, I still can use people to make you look as if you're not God. So what he does is he uses us to get his authority. He got to have a human being to get what he want from that human being. So the thing that we got to understand, we got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You don't go into this battle depending on you. You don't go into a battle looking to you with your strength, with your power. This is why in the word of God, I go back to David. We're so familiar with David. We talk about David all the time. But how many know that David had issues? David was a mighty king. David loved the Lord with all his heart. This is why God chose him to be king. Because David was always before the Lord. We know that the book of Psalms is mainly dealing with David. David got these Psalms because when David was in trouble, he knew that God was his present help in the time of trouble. He knew God that he was his shield. He was his refuge. He was his fortress. But David had to go through some things to know really who God was. See, we don't want to go through nothing. But the things you go through, you find out that he is a healer. You find out that he is a deliverer. You find out that he is God Almighty. You find out that he is Jehovah Shalom, that he is peace. You find out that he is a banner. You find out that he is a provider. But you got to go through sometimes to know who God is and who brought you out of what you're going through. If you never went through, you wouldn't pray. You wouldn't seek God. You wouldn't show up in the house of God. Because that's when people really want to show up in the house of God. When they're going through some trouble. Because they're saying, God, I need a word. I need for you to speak to me, God. So David, we know that David became king. But David in his lifetime, he had to go through a battle with God, um, Goliath. But even with going in that battle, David went in that battle with confidence. He didn't look at how big Goliath was. He looked at how big his God was. So before David even fought Goliath, he began to talk about 
Why are you so afraid of this uncircumcised Philistine? David knew who he was in the Lord. He knew that his might, his ability, and his power come through who? The Lord. Because if he didn't know that, he would be just like the rest of them hiding from Goliath with King Saul. But David came in on the scene and he was talking junk, y'all. He was lifting God up. He was exalting God. When he saw Goliath, he said, my God is above Goliath. I don't care how big Goliath is. Goliath got to come down because God is above. Greater is he that's in me. Then he that's in Goliath, God have all power. He's God almighty. He's Jehovah. He's the self-existing one. God almighty has already defeated Goliath. Before I even stand before Goliath, I know that he's defeated. And then David began to go back and he began to remember his past victory. When he was a keeper of the sheep, he was a shepherd. And the bear and the lion would come in on his sheep. And David began to go into battle with this lion and the bear. And he began to say how he overtook the lion and the bear. But one thing David said, he said, it was the Lord who helped me. Listen, it was both of them in this battle. God used David's hands. But it was God's mighty power. that. Oh, we're getting it mixed up. He needs some hands, y'all. So he used David's hands. The power of God come through the hands of David. And David defeated the lion. He defeated the bear. Come on, tell me who in this room see a big grizzly bear. And if God powering upon you, you better get to getting. If you don't know him like you need to, you better not stand there and say, come on now, Mr. Bear. Come on, Mr. Bear. No, but David knew. He knew the power of God and he knew that God takes care of his sheep. So David knew he had confidence before he went into the battle. You got to know who you are in him. Your power does not come through you. It comes through him. And if you're waiting on something to shake or something to move for you to move out on the power of God, sit there, die in your mess. Because you should be walking like a bomb that's getting ready to go off. And it takes the word of God for you to walk this way. It takes the word of God for you to talk this way. So David had an assurance of who he was in the Lord. Now remember we're talking about that one verse. Being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then the Lord began to show me again Samson. Y'all know Samson in in the book of Judges. Was Samson end up defeating, who was it, a lion? He tore the lion apart. But my Bible tells me it was the Holy Spirit that come upon Samson that gave him the ability, the might, the power to defeat that lion. So he knew that his power come through the Holy Spirit. Some people say when Samson cut his hair, that's when he lost his strength. No. That hair represent who he was, a Nazarite, and what those Nazarites should have done. But the power of God is what come upon him for him to do what he done. So we got to recognize that we can't do nothing without God. 
And as long as you're dependent on you, guess what? The power of God is not going to flow through you because you're blocking the power from coming through you. Then God reminded me of Zerubbabel in the Bible and Zechariah when he was building the temple. God had to send a word to him and he told him it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit. He said, I'm just going to use you to do it. But it's going to be my power, my strength, and my might that's going to get the job done. Why do y'all think that we have the word of God to remind us that it's not in you, it's in him. Everything that we need is in the Lord. And being that he's in us, he's ready to move through us. So whatever situation that we have in our lives, that's when we call on the Lord in our time of trouble. And God began to move through us. But when you don't know who you are in him, you're tr- still trying to figure out how you're going to do this. How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to heal myself? How am I going to deliver myself? He's already done all that for you. The only thing you have to do is call forth what's already in you because it's already done. So God reminded me of these people that didn't depend on themselves, y'all. They depended on who? They depended on God. We have to know that our ability, our power, our strength come in him. And this is the first thing that Paul began to say. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of who? His might. So it's not about us. Tell your neighbor, say, get over you. Say, I mean it. Get over you. Quit trying to do it yourselves. I don't know about you, but have you ever been in situations where everything is just hitting you in the face and you don't know which way to go because it's so much hitting you in the face, but you know it has to be done, right? When me and my husband was in the middle of this renovation, everything was hitting us in the face. The insurance company wanted this. You had people on site wanting things done, telling you what they couldn't do, and you needed money. You need everything was just hitting us in the face. But I remember... I would say, Lord, my dependency is on you. It's not on me, but it's on you, God, because I can't do this. See, the first thing you got to do is come down. You got to come down and humble yourself just like a little child and say, Father, I know you're here. But right now, through everything that's going on around me, God, I need to know that you're here. And when you take time and be still, And know that God is God. God will begin to speak, but even in his speaking, he began to empower you with some strength that you know you didn't have. And you feel like a locomotive and you keep going on and on and on and on. And you're saying, God, I know that was you because I didn't have it in me. This is why the Bible said we can do all things through who? Through who? No, through you. Got to be through you because you're still trying to do it through you. You can say, "Uh uh-huh. You can say amen, but you need to repent. Because God said we still got a lot of people, and I'm going to break it down for you. We say through him, right? If it's through him, why is his stuff getting undone? Because if it's through him, God is well-rounded, y'all. God don't leave nothing out. How do I know? Because me and my husband, we're living witnesses. 
doing all the stuff with the storm, with encouraging people, with being out here, y'all still was fed the word of God. We were still at our posts. Why? Because it wasn't me. It was him. Anytime that you're in leadership or whatever you're doing and you're doing it unto the Lord, whatever you find to do unto the Lord, his business ain't left out. Let me say that again. Now, when you use the scripture, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Why is he left out? Come on, we're going to break down these scriptures. Because God is a high God. God is a mighty God. And God ain't leaving the kingdom out of nothing. He don't allow you to work eight hours a day and then don't have time to open your word. He don't allow you to do all of these things and then can't sit before him because you're too tired for him. But you ain't too tired to get everything you need to get done during the day. Running around with a chicken with his head cut off. I believe some light bulbs is coming on. Y'all, we in warfare. The enemy is deceiving you. Come on, we got to quit getting up in the morning. Yes, it's good to say, thank you, Lord, for waking me up. But he want to hear from you more than just that. He wants you to take time aside and say, God, I want to sit here if it's only for five minutes to say, speak, Lord. Because we're giving everything else time. But when God ain't saying nothing, we get up and we leave because we feel like I can't hear God. Another lie of the enemy. He said, my sheep, they hear, they know my voice. And a stranger's voice. You're not going to heed to. And you're not going to follow. Anybody who picks up the word and they get serious about the word, the enemy come in and he put everything before the word and say, remember, you're going to be late. Remember, you got to do this. Remember, you got to handle this before you leave the house. Remember this. Next thing you know, you forgot the word. You left the word out, but we're yet quoting. I can do all things through Christ with script in me, but all things that you're doing ain't about the kingdom. The Bible says, seek ye the kingdom of what? And all of these will be what? But before it said that, it say his way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things. Y'all, God know what can be done in a run of a day. You got 24 hours in a day and within those 24 hours, God should be in there somewhere. No matter how early you go to work or you get up or how late you go to bed, God should be in there somewhere. Something else should be shut down and say, God, I need you. And I know that you're here because you told me in your word, you will never, ever, ever leave me nor forsake me. So you're waiting on me because you're there because you don't lie, God. So see, this is why David knew. This is what David knew. This is what. God reminded me back in the book of Exodus. Y'all know they come out of a place in the book of Exodus. And when they come out of that place, the enemy was mad. 
Y'all don't know the enemy get mad when you get delivered. Why? Because you took some territory. He don't want that territory taken. So when you get delivered out of pride, he's mad. And don't think he ain't going to come at you. He's going to come at you when you begin to walk in your humble status. You've been walking humble all week long. You've been doing what the word of God tells you to do. And all of a sudden, your best friend left an opening up for the enemy. Left a door open for him to come in. And the enemy said, I can use her against you. So the enemy began to fill her with stuff that's not about God. And by the way, they're saved. So they began to come to you and they began to put all these false accusations before you telling you what you ain't done. What you should have done. And and by the way, they're using the word. See, the enemy will take the word and play it against you. So as they making all these false accusations telling you what you should have done and how you should have done it. Remember, you walking humbly because you know you've been delivered from pride. But all of a sudden, when they make these accusations, you begin to stand up and tell them and justify why you done what you done. It began to be about you again. Y'all better catch this. Because the enemy is a deceiver. Anytime some territory is taken from him, the enemy know your weakness. So the enemy have to use somebody to come in and try you again in that same area to see where you are. And the person that he would try above anybody is your mate, people. He'll use the mate, won't he, honey? He used me sometime with him and him sometime with me and sometime it get funny. And Ari and them just sit up there and laugh at us. We don't think it's funny. But they think it's funny. I remember yesterday it was so funny. Me and Ari was talking about something and as we was talking about it, my husband put me all up in it. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How did I get in your old conversation? That's what you done. Then he going to turn around and look at me. You throw me all up in your... I said, wait a minute. <laughs> Come on. Y'all ain't had that happen to you? With your mates, you, you're trying to say something and then they plug you into what they just done. Well, your mom, mom ain't got nothing to do with that. Now, if it was about mama, she would have said mama. That's daddy today. Okay? Mama probably was yesterday or last week, so leave mama alone. Get your whooping. Come on, that's what, come on, y'all, we being for real. But then me and my husband have to take care of the opening. So then I told my husband, I agree with him. I said, yeah, honey, you're right. I said, yeah, I do that. But then I checked myself. Remember that, honey? But let me tell you how good it get. So after I checked myself on it and humbled myself, we were having another conversation. And I jumped in it and said, your daddy did it. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. But I understand this. It don't change my status. It don't change who I am. It don't change the power of God that's in me. It don't change. Not unless I want it to change. God can still come through me. But once I recognize what the enemy is doing, I say, oh no, Slewfoot, I bind you in the name of Jesus. But it don't change who I am. Because I am who I am in him and not in me. 
So Jesus don't change because I'm cutting a fool, y'all. But because he's in me, the Holy Spirit is going to let me know about my cutting a fool and for me to turn from cutting a fool and get it right. Let's don't get it wrong here. But some of us don't turn from that. We go home mad. That's right, daddy. Don't say nothing. Women, you know how you do men. Y'all know us women. We give you that look. You don't say nothing. Only thing we got to do is give you that look. You say nothing. Not one thing. Greg said we're not doing. No, not to. (laughs) But that's what the enemy does. So what am I telling you today? Go with me to the book of Exodus. Y'all, we're going to be here for a little bit. And the reason why we're going to be here for a little bit, because guess what? The devil is trying to do some things. But he can't do no more than we allow him to do. Amen? But we allow him. That's the problem. Look at your neighbor and say, quit allowing the enemy. Say, quit allowing the enemy. Look at Exodus 14, verse 13. Now, y'all remember they were in Egypt for 400 and some years, right? They stayed in Egypt. They learned their customs, but they knew who their God was, right? So God said it's time to bring them out of that bondage. It's time to bring them out of the slavery. They come out. Old Pharaoh come behind them. When they saw Pharaoh, guess what? What was still in them? I want y'all to understand something. Sometimes we think that we have gotten over some things. Let me say it again. Sometimes we think that we have gotten over some things, Athea. <laughs> Sometimes we think, I done got past that, Sister Niece. Sometimes we think, oh, I know I'm separated. I know I'm walking with the Lord. But when old Slewfoot show up, it's what the Bible told me. They come out and when they look and they saw Pharaoh. They started having some reflections. They started going back to Egypt. Y'all don't be afraid because when you start having some reflections and you start going back to a place that you know you don't supposed to be in, give God some glory. Say, "Uh uh-oh, it's a place still there that I need some deliverance, even though he delivered me from it, it's some residue there that need to come out of me. See, quit getting upset because sometimes you cut your eye the wrong way that you shouldn't cut your eye. Just say, you know what? I live in a body. And God gave me that desire as a man and as a woman, but it ain't right because I'm married. So even though I cut my eye one way, I'm going to cut it back the other way for Jesus. And I'm going to look straight ahead to who's the author and finisher of my... Let me tell y'all something. I want y'all to get over yourselves. Because when one person mess up, you act like you ain't messed up somewhere. We trying to make sin, some sins, bigger than others. A liar is just as bad as a fornicator. A fornicator is just as bad as a liar. 
A homosexual is just as bad as a liar. And a liar is just as bad as a homosexual. You may not be a homosexual, but if you lied, you done stepped into being a homosexual because sin is sin. Quit trying to make it above stuff. So when they saw old Pharaoh coming, what did they have? Fear. That's one of the enemy mean things that he used in the body of Christ is fear. So when they saw the enemy coming, this is what they said. This is what was coming out of them. Verse 11 first. And they said unto Moses, now look y'all. No, I got to go to verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and they were so afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Y'all check this. They were afraid. They cried out to the Lord. Who cried out to the Lord when we're afraid? I know I got more than them hands in here. Do y'all cry out to the Lord? Listen what they did. They cried out to the Lord and then they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, has thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wait a minute now. They cried out to who? They said one thing to the Lord, but then they're saying another thing to Moses. And who do Moses represent, apostle? Wait a minute. I want y'all to catch this. They cried out unto who? Who you been crying out to? And who else? And who else? Uh Uh-uh. See, they go... We bind these lies up in here in the name of Jesus. I curse him at the root in Jesus' name. Because y'all know that's just a flat out lie. Let me tell you how I know that's a flat out lie. Because you human. You cry out to the Lord one minute. And then you scurred the next. And you're saying stuff that's deep. I'll give you an example. Lord. You know this bill need to be paid. And Lord, I thank you, God, that you helping me with this bill. Okay, it's simple, right? Then you open your mailbox two days later. The bill come and it's more than what you cried out for. Then you begin to say, these no good people. How am I going to pay? So you don't do that. I had to help you a little bit. I had to help you because that's how the enemy come in with the lie. See, these people began to tell Moses, wasn't there enough graves in Egypt? Didn't we tell you to leave us in the wilderness? By the way, people, they got legs. If they want to stay in Egypt, they should have stayed there. Moses didn't drag all of them million people out of Egypt. They walked out of Egypt, didn't they, Manny? Did y'all see in the Bible where it said Moses took and drugged them out? Why didn't you leave us there? Y'all done gone plump crazy. That's what people do. They put the blame on who? On Moses. You had a choice. Whether you want to stay in Egypt or you want to go follow the Lord or you want to come out. Do we not have a choice? Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. This is going to be a long series because I'm telling you something. I got a rumbling in my belly every time I talk. Because God giving me examples. You know how you go along with somebody. 
Yeah, we, we, we're going to help you out with that. God got it. God going to supply that need. Then when it don't look like it's working out, that old pastor. This is what she said. And now they want more money. What's up with that? Oh, y'all, God's breaking this down today. He's breaking it down because it's in the house. See, whatever's in the house, God breaks it down to let you know. See, he don't want nobody to be ignorant of Satan devices because we all have done it. We all have placed the blame on somebody. Well, if you had not have, but you went along with what I said, but now that it looked like it ain't working out, now it's my fault. You had a choice. God give all of us a what? So they told Moses this. And then they said, wherefore has thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth? Listen at this. Y'all, these people done gone crazy. To carry us forth out of Egypt. Moses didn't tell. He just told them what the Lord said. He gave them a choice. Either you're going to walk with me or you're not. So y'all, can I tell you something? You curse because you chose to. You didn't curse because I said something to you that you didn't like. It was already there. So quit going to tell people. Possum made me curse. My husband made me curse. We got to blame it on somebody. You make me act like I do. You made me fuss you out. You making me angry. That's what I told my husband. Remember that, honey? I told him that one day. I was so, as, as Sister Nee say, frustrated. She said she was flush straighted. Flush, y'all get it? Flush straighted. <laughs> I told him, I said, you making me angry. Praise God, nothing didn't come out but that. But then I had to deal with a little bit of that. (laughs) Y'all better hear what I'm saying. We're all human. And you know when I told my husband that? What even made me more angry, he just sat there. (laughs) Give me something to work with. (laughs) Y'all know what I mean. Y'all laughing. See, I don't mind telling y'all my business because guess what? Me and my honey boo, we done got over it. We get over our little mess. We do. Don't we, honey? We works it out. Because as for our house, we're going to serve the Lord. If I brought my kids before you today and I asked them before all of you, tell me, have you seen your dad and your mom have harsh words with each other? I mean, harsh blowouts. They couldn't tell you. Now, the harshness come from Jeremy. Jolly Dream John, he bought some stuff out of me, y'all. And I had to be, I said, Lord, I need some more help. Lord Jesus, I need some more help. And that man right there, he will come back and repeat this. You told me that you got to be humble with him. What What happened? I said, oh, oh, two against one. Mm. You go back to them old songs. You go to moaning. Mm. Jesus. It's the truth. But God will help you get over yourself. Because let me tell you how he helped you get over yourself. 
I'm going back to Egypt in a minute. But God want to bring this out to let y'all know. In this place, it's from the pulpit down. But it's how you handle what's happening in your life. See, I can talk about my mess. Because guess what? I done got over my mess. When other mess pop up, I deal with that mess. Through the word of God. I don't come up here and tell you one thing and my house is still not. See, if my house ain't order, I'm going to zip it. I don't want to tell you something that we doing in our house. See, the problem is people up here telling you something and their house is tore up. Women are telling you to love their husbands and they ain't loving their own. Men are telling you to love their wives, your wives, and they ain't loving their own. That's wrong. Come on, tell the truth about the situation. Yeah, we have problems in our home, but we handle it. Through the word, if I told you that we didn't have an argument, if I told you that sometime we didn't get worried about, I would be lying. We are human. But it's what you do with what pops up in your life. Quit acting like a super saved saint. Act like you ain't got nothing to come to the altar for. Well, I don't need to go up there. I don't look at no women. You think about them. Act like you so super say, I don't talk about nobody. You talk about your wife in your head. I had one man say he was doing what? Flex, slew flex on his wife in his head. So he ain't say nothing to her, but he was beating her up in his head. So don't tell me it's not a person in this place. Don't, don't have some thoughts that they shouldn't have. And then you mad because somebody come at you the wrong way and you act like you ain't never come at nobody the wrong way. Oh, y'all, we got to get in our positions. That's why the enemy is coming in the church because the church ain't got it right yet. We're the church. He's coming in because we inviting him in. We done left all kind of doors open saying, Satan, if you miss that door, they're going to crack right there. And if you miss the crack, there's a peephole right there. That's why you have the Holy Spirit so you can seal all this stuff off with the word. So they start talking junk to Moses saying, it's, it's not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt. Listen to these crazy people. You ain't in Egypt. Saying, look, reminding Moses, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Let me tell you something about a human person. When you get frustrated, as Sister Nee say, this is what you say. Humanly, physically, will get your behind back in Egypt. <laughs> Let me help y'all out. This is the physical side. Y'all ain't never told nobody when you done the best you can do. And they act like they ain't appreciate what you do. Take your behind back to Egypt then. You ain't satisfied with where you are. Take your behind back to Egypt. That ain't what Moses said though. But y'all know that's what we do. And then you begin to talk about everything that you done, the time that you did it, how you did it, when you did it. 
and what you're still doing. You're just unappreciative. You're just unappreciative. Don't appreciate nothing. Nothing I do. Duh. Duh, mom and daddy. That's what you're supposed to do. Even if they don't do nothing, you're supposed to put shoes on their feet. Even if they don't do nothing, I pray you get them some underwear. Because see, when I got frustrated, I told my son, naked, you come in this world. Naked, you leaving this house. Because everything from your drawers on down, you didn't buy them. Come on, parents. I say, you want to be grown? You want to be a man? Took me out of my word. My husband thought thunder, he thought a hurricane come through the house. I jumped up from my word and I hit that keyboard. I said, get out. You want to be a man? Be a man, but leave your clothes here. Look, that sound right, don't it? Soon as he left out y'all in the door closed, I try to ignore the spirit. Because the spirit of the living God began to talk. And he told me, he said, you giving the enemy what he want. You turning him over to a place, which is the world, that want to hold him captive. He said, that's not my kind of love. Y'all know how you. <laughs> I like you got wax in you. I like you got the shakes now like you on some drug. <laughs> Didn't take me long. And I meant it from my heart. I had to calm down. Peace. I need some peace. Be still. And after I calmed down, I called my baby back in that house. And I said, Come back in here, let's talk. And y'all, we sat down, we talked, and I apologized. I said, what I said? I said it was truth in it, but it was wrong how I said it. And I explained everything to him, and guess what, y'all? I had no more problems. Was he getting in and out of things? Yes, he was. But the Lord showed us how to handle it. What if God treat? he said, what if I treat you like that? Every time you mess up, I say, naked you king. And naked, you leaving. Because every bit of clothes you got on, it was my strength and power that allowed you to get them. So you're going to be like Adam and Eve. Find your fig leaf and try to cover yourself up. Because every bit of covering I gave you, I'm taking it away. Y'all better hear my teaching. Because some of y'all are missing it. Because you take away from people. When you get mad at people, now that belonged to you and you gave it to them. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. When somebody talk about somebody, we take away their right standing. When somebody go out there and take a drink, you ain't saved no more. We take away stuff from them. We say you ain't who you say you are. You ain't no Christian. That's what the world use. That's not what we should be using with one another. 
See, the enemy is turning up. See, I ain't even got to that verse. About we don't fight against flesh and blood. Every day we fighting against each other. With jealousy. With envy. With lies. With gossip. Come on, Facebook is the main predator. And we use Facebook. And we manipulate on Facebook to use God to get on Facebook. Y'all don't know. Don't act like you don't know. Every now and then we put a verse up there like we're keeping God in it, but we're still posting new pictures. Look at your neighbor. Say, don't act like you don't know. Say, don't act like you don't know. Now, I'm going to tell you what I do know. When they start charging, you're going to start talking about the owner. Help me, somebody. When they start charging you to be on Facebook, now you're going to talk about the owner. Because you're getting off Facebook because you can't afford it. The devil gives you free sometime for his advantage. To put yourself out there in the midst of a perverse and crooked generation to see whom you really are. Because some of us don't want to show whom we really are because we lose our status with the many friends we collected. We collected. We chose. Hold up, hold up. I'm hearing this. Now, apostle, some of my friends I prayed over before I chose them. You must have been praying a long time. I don't let any and everybody get on my page. Can I be honest with y'all? Everybody look good but ain't good. I don't figure that one out. Because I was up there and I was doing the uh, Miracle Temple thing or trying to do and I'm messing up everything. And I saw somebody up there and I thought it was a family member and I'm choosing them. And I asked somebody, I said, get Slick Rick off my page. I didn't know how to get him off. I invited him up there because I thought he was somebody. I said, check this out. Y'all, I'm ignorant to stuff like that. Y'all got to help me. And if you see something on my page, please tell me. Don't go talk about me. I'm ignorant to Facebook. I'm doing the best I can to get this word of the kingdom out there. That's, That's my benefit. Kingdom. So if you see something unusual, you better text me. And if you message me, ask the Lord to help me. <laughs> Serious business. So what am I telling you? Y'all, people of God, saints, we already know what we're doing. We know. The only thing I'm doing is giving you a refresher course. You already know. And when God brings us back in the house, guess what? He don't wink at you no more. Because you already know what you're doing and he's giving you an opportunity to shut it down. Everything we do is supposed to be for his glory. Not for us. We don't need a profile picture for people to know who we are. To the glory of God. That's what our status should be. To the glory of God. Because it ain't about me. It's about reaping the harvest. It's about going out as a laborer because guess what? The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. You can be a laborer on Facebook if you don't want to go out in the grocery store. But it's all about see me, hear me, be attached to me. When you know you got good weave in your hair and your makeup look good. 
on Facebook or you lost a few pounds. See, you used to take a picture close, you know, but not too close up because it make you look fatter. You take it like that. And they just see, you know, your face. They don't see all your body because you ain't lost that weight yet. So then after you lose the weight you want to lose, you got somebody else holding the camera. See, y'all don't like me talk about Facebook. See, he getting some residue out of here. Because, see, you, you, let me tell you what's happening right now. Guilt is rolling up. It's not because I bought it in here. If, it, if you start feeling guilty and you justifying yourself in deceit, know the enemy got a hole there. That's all. Because if you know you ain't doing it, you don't have to worry about it. Right? But God is just showing you as a father, as a loving father, he's showing you where you are. Y'all, we want to share those loving moments with people, don't we? We want to share them. But it's how you share things. It ain't about us. It's about him. We're living in a dying world. We are in a spiritual battle. You got the kingdom of darkness. You got the kingdom of light. And there's a fight. There's a war going on in the heavenlies. And it's time for us to take our position. And even though Moses got cut up by people that he went into Egypt to save their lives. Guess what Moses said? And Moses said to the people, fear ye not. Stand still. You know what stand still mean? That means Moses said, take your position. Stand still. He was letting them know that's the only thing you got to do is stand still and see the salvation. Guess what? When you standing still, you standing upright because you have confidence in God and not in what you see. You saying, bring it on. Y'all know in the real world, when somebody get in your face, you talking, jump. Come on, come on, do what you say. I, that's what I want you to do. Come on, try it. Do it. You say it, do it. We got so much confidence in the world. Bring it on. Come on now. Come on. You already saw yourself knock them out before they came. Help me, somebody. You done had a vision of you choking them before they got choked. That's how it's supposed to be with the word of God. You're supposed to have that vision. You're supposed to have that imagination. When you're saying you heal, you're seeing yourself heal. When you're saying you delivered, you're seeing yourself delivered. But in the physical, whatever we say, we see. Bring it on. Do what you say you're going to do. Come on with it. Is that some of the words? Is that some of the words? Is there more? Is there more? Is that it? Uh-huh. Nobody don't want to say nothing on this teaching. He said, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Who does that, Manny? Miss Mary in the natural world. Who's standing still? Who's holding their peace? Who's waiting on the Lord to fight for you when they done jumped all over your name? Done talked about you, done cursed you out. Who's standing still, Sister Deborah? The ones that know the Lord. Them the ones that do exploits. This is what we're talking about today. He said, fear not, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. Those that you sing today, you will see no more. Why? God is going to fight this battle. 
That's what God is saying in spiritual warfare. When we stand still, we're taking our positions. We're standing upright because we know who we are in Christ. We're not letting the enemy intimidate us because I know who I belong to. I know who he is. Does fear come? Yes, ma'am, it does. That's natural. If anybody in here says, I ain't scared, you're lying again. Because fear comes. But it's according to if you let fear take the place. You can't let fear take place over faith. When we recognize that fear comes, we got to say, wait a minute, that's fear. The Bible said, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. So I reject that in the name. Go right now in the name of Jesus. You have no right here. You don't belong here. I know who you are. I know who I am in him. Go in the name of Jesus. And you don't sit there and wait and see if it's gone. You're supposed to know it's gone because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. It got to bow. So when our confidence is so much in him, we don't move. We're not moved that easily. Why? Because we know who we belong to. Y'all, I just touched the first verse. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of whose might? That's the first thing you got to know. Your might, your ability, your strength come through him. Everywhere in this Bible, when it was warfare, they pulled from him. And then they went into battle. They never went into battle. Yes, someone went into battle because they thought they could do it themselves. And when God told them no, they considered that no a yes. And they come back with their butt kicked. Because when God say no, he means no. So we have to listen to him. And this is why it's a must that we hear his voice before we do anything. Come on, all of us to try to cut that voice off. When you want something so bad, you'd be doing like me, like you're on drugs. Shaking. Act like you're confused. Act like you don't know who's talking. We do it. But one thing I love about my father, he allow you to do things and you go through those things, but he still won't leave you. He still won't forsake you. Because God is a God of love. And he know what we're going to do even before we do it. He know what we need even before we need it. So why wouldn't we trust in a God like this? Why wouldn't we trust in a God that forgave us even before we were forgivable? Who loved us even before we were lovable? And here we are, the body of Christ, because a person ain't acting lovable, we can't love them. Or because a person ain't kind to us, we don't want to be kind to them. Because a person don't want to ask us out, we don't ask them out. Why is it like that? Because we don't went into confusion. Sometimes we think we, when we get saved, we think we're better than anybody else. You better remember where you come from. You better remember how it was when you were not saved. See, some of us get beside ourselves, and it's just like the world does. When somebody move up a status or a position, they forget where they come from. When somebody move out of a one-bedroom to a two-bedroom, they forget they used to have a one-bedroom. So now when people come to your house, you act like you better than them because you got two bedrooms. My God don't have three. Anytime you move up a little bit, you look at people funny. Because you're in a position that they're not in. 
But you can bring them up with you when you tell them how you got to the place that you are. It was no good that I done. It's because of him that I live and move and have my being. Everything I have is by faith in him. My job status ain't changed. I got the same job status. I got the same pay. But I serve a mighty God. Y'all better understand. God wants us to walk by faith and not by sight. Everything I am is because of him. And I have to remind myself every day. Why do y'all think Galatians 2.20 is my favorite verse? Every day I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who loved me and died for me. You got to see yourself dead to you. You got to see yourself living unto him. When something pop up in your life. I don't care how much money you got in the bank. Something going to pop up and money ain't going to cover. It's not. You still got to turn to him. You still got to say God how you want me to handle this. Money cannot buy you happiness. Money cannot buy you help. God paid the price for all of it, y'all. That's why you got to know what you have. Before you go in battle, some of y'all think that you, you ain't really in a battle right now. Because when you truly really get into a battle and God is letting you see the heavenlies, what's going on around you, you're going to know you're really in battle. Some of us, the enemy got a hold on us in some areas, so you really ain't in a warfare because you serve in part God and part him. The enemy know he got a hold on you. So he's not going to mess with you like he may mess with me. He may not mess with Teresa like he's messing with Renee. Guess why? Because if he got something on Teresa that he ain't got on Renee, guess what? He don't have to mess with him the same way. The enemy has strategies. He has plans. He's a deceiver. That's why you have to stay in the light. Y'all remember Portuguese? Go towards the light. Go towards the light. And all of them dead. Sad. Playing in those demonic movies. So I'm telling you today. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Let God work through you. And that that you don't know. I found out. I don't know about you. But he gave the Holy Spirit. And the reason why he gave him. Because he said. Ain't no way in Ain't no way they can stay on earth without a helper. They need somebody to help them with their situations. They need somebody that they can go to and they can ask when they're in a situation. And the Holy Spirit is there to be your comforter. He's there to be your helper. He's there in your time of need when you don't know. You just need to say, like the song was saying, you don't know, but God does. God knows everything. Some people look at people's homes and say, Oh, I wish my marriage was like their marriage. You better quit that mess. Because you don't know what that marriage going through. May look good on the outside, but when they get behind them closed doors, oh my goodness, Python come out. Boken to come out. Jezebel come out. Everything come out behind closed doors. But when you walk in that house and you in the spirit, you're like, Jesus, something wrong up in here. Then you got to start praying and interceding. 
Don't wish for nobody else's life. Don't wish for nobody else's position. Because the only way you're going to know what they're going through is through the spirit. Just because you see somebody saying hallelujah, they encouraging you all the time. Sometimes they need to be encouraged. Sometimes they need to be checked on. Some people get so caught up in themselves. They want to get over their situation. They ain't thinking about the other person's situation. You ain't thinking about what that person went through today. Just because they look fine-tuned on the outside, you don't know what the battle is on the inside. Don't make your situation greater than anybody else's because everybody go through. Maybe in a different way. We are in a spiritual battle. We're here to help one another, not come against one another. Don't make your household better than nobody else's household. Don't say, I'm glad they ain't in my house. Have you ever caught yourself, I'm glad they ain't in my house? Don't be saying that. End up praying for your brother and sister. End up, you know, lifting them up to Jesus. Come on, y'all, we in warfare. I was talking to Apostle, and as we was talking, I said, you know what, Apostle? Sometimes we can look at things one-sided. When a person get in a situation, sometimes we'll say, why in the world you do that? And you giving them the word and you sincerely giving them the word. You telling them what the words say, but they choose this way. And sometimes you get upset because you know you gave them the truth. But they ain't going towards the truth. But then the Lord got on me one day. And the Lord said, wait a minute. He said, we all have fallen short. He said, may not be in the same area. He said, so you can't look at that person to be any different from what you're going through. It's just a different situation. You got to let them play it out like you played it out. You got to let them see me like you had to see me. How long have we all repeated the same pattern and then we'll get and say, I don't know how they do that. I don't know why they did that. Don't make no sense. That's what Jayana said. Don't make no sense, Mima. I say, that's right. Don't make no sense, Yana. So that's her main word right now. Don't make no sense. And she get on her granddaddy so much with that. Don't make no sense. My husband will say, Yana, you remember yesterday? Granddaddy, why are you always saying yesterday? It wasn't yesterday, granddaddy. Don't make no sense. And I looked at my husband after she left out the room. I said, well, honey, she right. It wasn't yesterday. And you keep saying yesterday. So you got to watch that because she know it wasn't yesterday, honey. <laughs> See, that's how we approach the situation. We do it outside of her ears. Y'all, God is doing something in here. You know what he's doing? He's bringing light in the midst of our darkness that we allow to come in. We got to check ourselves more when it comes to other people. We got to quit looking at them like they mess ups. And we got to look at them like God looked at us. Save folk. Because just because they're doing something they shouldn't do, that don't mean God don't love them. We're supposed to correct them in what they do, but we don't supposed to get behind their back and keep talking about what they do. Listen, let me say that again. We bring correction. We bring open rebuke. That's the end of that. But we don't keep talking about it in a negative way. We pray about it. And we ask God to open their eyes and allow them to see. But 
if they keep doing what they're doing, Miracle Temple, we got taught. That means they don't want to change. And that's when you turn them over to Satan. But you know why some people don't want to change? Because we're allowing stuff to come out of our mouth saying, they ain't going to change. They don't want to work. They lazy. Christian folk. And then we leave them alone, but we put it out there. Words have power. We have to watch what we say. Because we need to put ourselves in those people's position. And say, wait a minute. I'm not in that position. I cannot say what I wouldn't do in that position. People got issues, y'all. Some of those issues are solved by, think they're solved by alcohol, drugs, sex. Yeah, some people solve it with sex. Try to get everybody they can and lay with them. And we look at those people because they save like they're the worst thing ever. But he said, if we break one, we broke them all. So Miracle Temple, let's take our mouths off people. And let's begin today to check ourselves with what we think and what we say. Because we have to back up and remember where we were. Because before we got off the milk, we were still in a situation. Before we went to meet, we were on milk. And we had to get into that word deep to get off that milk, didn't we? So this is what I'm saying, Miracle Temple. The enemy is in the churches because we invite him in. And the way to get him out of the churches is through the word of God. That when we see things that are not right, we address those things by the word. And guess what? The word will take care of it. And if they're still doing what they should not be doing after it's addressed, then guess what? We follow pursuit. And after we follow pursuit, they can't be in the house of God. Because a little leaven, leaven's the whole lump. Do you know people say, that ain't right. You don't throw nobody out of church. God just did in the word. I'm following what God does. If you don't want to line up, if you don't want to change, if you don't want to repent, that means having a change of mind, then you can't be a part of the body. You get turned over to Satan. That means that you don't even associate. Y'all didn't know? You don't socialize with people that are refusing the word. Christians. We still got Christians hanging with Christians that's doing stuff that's wrong. Cheating on their wives. People still hanging with people like that. And they say there's nothing wrong with it. And you hanging with them. You doing just what they doing. You accepting what they're accepting. How can you hang around somebody that's a Christian, your brother and sister, and you know the husband is cheating, and you hanging around the man that's cheating, and you know the wife is going through with the man, and you just hugging them, kissing them, hey, hey, brother, hey, sister. No. You're going to pull that man aside and say, uh-uh. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You ain't put me in your shenanigans. Let me tell you what's going to happen to the man that's holding the other man up. He's going to lose his home. Because you reap what you sow. And people need to quit doing this right here. 
when you see something wrong and they say, don't you say nothing. That's what Christians do. They're going to be mad at you. Don't you say nothing. Do y'all hear that a lot? Keep your mouth closed. Something wrong with that picture. I didn't say nothing because I ain't want to be in the middle. You don't know who you are. There's supposed to be correction with your brother and sister. So you're telling me they're getting ready to jump off the bridge and you don't say nothing because you don't want to be in the middle of that. And they kill themselves and you got to live with that torment for the rest of your life. You see them doing stuff they ain't supposed to be doing and you don't say nothing. Then they commit suicide and you could have prevented that suicide by giving them the word of God. And you don't say nothing because you want them to keep their mouth closed because you don't want nobody talking about you. Your prideful self. Some things you just don't say. You say what the words say and you said it. Some things you just don't get. Let me read this. Galatians 6, 1, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, woo, lest thou also be tempted. Was that the word? We need to follow protocol. Do you know why people do what they do? Because they ain't in the word. When you're in the word, you do what the word says. You know who's in the word and who ain't in the word. When the word tells you to do, you do it, whether or not they like it or not. You speak truth in love. You don't keep your mouth shut because that person is going towards a place they don't need to go. We're in spiritual warfare. The enemy is using these devices, y'all. Still talking about warfare. And that verse there, I'm going to stop on that. And we're going to continue again. Isn't God good? Because God has given you miracle temple what you need for this warfare. And if you take heed to this and wake up and begin to hear what God is saying, you'll get over some of this stuff that you're holding on to, these grudges, this unforgiveness, who you choose to say something to. We don't supposed to be like that in the body of Christ, y'all. We're supposed to do what he did. And when we do that, we are empowered with his might, with his power, not by the enemy. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Father God, I thank you on today for this teaching, God, that you bring into the body of Christ. And I thank you for the ones, God, that have opened up their hearts to hear God, what you have to say unto them, God. And I thank you, God, while they open up their heart, God, you pouring in into them, God, and you showing them, God, the areas in their lives, God, that the enemy is causing havoc. And as you show them these areas, Father God, they're using, God, what you have already given them, what you have already been made available to them, because you said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And God, one weapon that we have is the word of God. And I thank you, God, from this day forward, God, that we use the word, God, the way the word need to be used. 
And God, when condemnation and guilt come to us, God, because of something that we fell prey to, God, or something that we were entrapped in, God, we rise up in this authority that you have given us, God, and we remember who we are now that we're in Christ, and we don't let that mess up keep us in a place, God, that we're not in with you, God. Because in you we live, in you we move, in you we have our being, God. It's not about us, God. It's all about you, God. So I thank you that on today, that the joy of the Lord is our strength, God, on today, God. And I thank you that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthen us in Jesus' name. And God, as we get into this teaching, God, I thank you that the word of God get deep-rooted down on the inside of us, God. And we come out like mighty warriors, God. We come out, God, seeing, God, the attacks that the enemy is bringing against our homes, bringing against our children, bringing against our marriages, bringing against our finances, God, bringing against each other, God. Our eyes are open. Our spiritual eyes are open, God, so we can see, God, that this is a spiritual battle, not a fleshly battle. We're not fighting against one another, God. In the name of Jesus and God through this teaching on today if this teaching have helped us to realize God unforgiveness in our heart grudges that we're holding God God allow us God to go and correct these things through the word of God we forgive because we are already forgiven because you have forgiven us God and when we don't forgive we're not accepting that we've been forgiven so we thank you for forgiveness in this house on today God And God, I come against the foul spirit of jealousy in Jesus' name. And I loose the love of God in the name of Jesus, God. And God, right now, I thank you that through this teaching, that every stronghold that's here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry, and every stronghold, God, that's out there amongst those that are listening, be rooted up and torn down in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you that we shall be sanctified in truth. For thy word is true. And God, I seal this with the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on and give him some praise. Hallelujah.